I'm Cassidy. I'm Emma. And, and this, this is, is Ain't Doing Right. So, this is part two to episode ten. We took a, a bathroom break a in between. Siesta, yeah. A little si- a siesta, if you will. We did talk about a lot of things, the summary of which are Cassidy is a magnificent person, if you couldn't already tell. I don't know if that's what I was summarized from that. She's but. one of the most incredible people I've ever met in my life. And we did have a conversation about public bathroom phobia. Yeah, not a fan. And she was about to bring up a Shoney's, I and I felt like we should keep it until the beginning of this episode, because Matt does love a Shoney's, and I've never been to one, so... Is that my cue? That's your cue. All right. <clears throat> so I, we traveled a ton when I was a kid, and we would stop at random places for lunch, dinner, breakfast, whatever. Um, we liked Cracker Barrels a lot, mostly just because they all have the same floor plan. Love Cracker Barrel. All the same floor plan. I never had to figure out where the bathroom was because I already knew. So that's one of the reasons. But we, I was probably like eight or So it's nine. your comfort zone is it why is. you love a Cracker that's Barrel. That's part of the reason, but I also it's like the food. It's not the menu. I like the food, too. Yeah, but it's not the primary you get reason. biscuits and gravy with sausage. You rip the sausage into tiny little pieces, mix it in with the gravy. You lay all your biscuits out on the plate. You cover them with gravy. I always ask for extra gravy. And then you put a little salt and pepper, and it's like You say it's you, and it's, it's, what you mean to say is me. You sure. do that. Yeah. Me I, does that. You. Yeah, me. That's fine. <laughs> I did it on our, like, literally my first date. Yeah. Like, Steve and I went to Cracker Barrel, and... If he stuck was, with you through the ripping I, of the sausage. That's why I was like, you know what? I was like, should I get the chicken and dumplings, which is my other favorite thing? Or should I get the biscuits and gravy and just do my thing? And if he doesn't like it, then you're not meant to be with me. Peace yeah. out. And that was the choice. That's the route I took. Yeah. So Good I, choice. I like laid all my plate out and I grabbed my little sausage patty and just started ripping it into pieces. And he's just like, all right. That's a, okay. Sure. <laughs> and I ate it. And it was fantastic. And I was pleased with my choice. And it all worked out fine. But we were on a one of our trips, and we stopped at a Shoney's for breakfast. Now, Shoney's, I don't know if they still do, but back in the day, they had a breakfast buffet. I don't know. I have to ask Matt. So, we went there to the breakfast buffet, and I don't know if I had already started eating. I don't think... Maybe I had. I'm not sure. But I was sitting at the table, and I just remember feeling nauseous. Like, just nausea mm. rising up in my body. As a child, and that's like, urgent. Yeah, and so I was like, mm. And I stood up and I said, I was looking for, like, my parents. Because I was, I think I was at the table by myself. Like, my dad was, like, right at the buffet next to me, like, getting his food or something. And I was like, Mom, where's the... And I didn't finish my sentence. Vomited all over the floor next to the buffet. Just vomit. And I was like... <laughs> bathroom and mom was like it's over there and so then she had to take me to the bathroom to like clean me up and I was mortified of course and like the bathroom was literally right there like there was a sign well within my eye my eye line whatever my vision line whatever sight line is that the one I don't know anyway it was right there Bathroom. Line of view. Line of view. Maybe that's the one. Um, and it was just like, so I was like, bathroom. And it's literally right there. And I was like, I could have just gone. I mean, I don't know if I would have made it. But I just mortified, vomited all over the floor. And this is where the popcorn puke bucket comes into play. Yeah, because it wouldn't kids have cannot make it. It's, no. They can't like, make I it. I literally tried. But I was like, I don't know where the bathroom is. 
And you and, tried asking. And I tried asking. And you let the vomit out because yeah. you were trying to ask. Yeah, I opened my trap and out came the vomit. Yeah. And it was unfortunate. And I felt bad because then, like, you know, the workers and my parents had to, like, clean my vomit up off the floor. And everybody's, like, getting food at the buffet line. Just watch me vomit. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm so sorry, guys. I probably ruined your breakfast. Because um, at the point, like I said, I don't remember if I had eaten a lot or not. My mom might remember. But, yeah, I was mortified. I, I just imagine scrambled eggs, and this is why, because Probably. one of my childhood traumas is I was, I I did everything I, in my power to avoid being the vomit kid. Mm-hmm. I saw two or three kids, like, in my elementary school years vomit in the class, and I was like, how embarrassing. You gotta get the janitor, if you vomit on the carpet tiles, you gotta get them to come in here. They use that cat litter powder weird stuff to soak it all up, then they scrape it off the carpet, then they use the little steam cleaner and steam it all up, then they change the carpet tile, and I'm over here like, now we've all seen this whole thing that the janitors had to do. That's a terrible job. It is, but we've seen what the janitors had to do, and and everybody's watching it, and they're going, that kid's responsible. You don't want to be that kid that makes this whole thing a production. Luckily it's tile, but... I... Was in class one time. This was second grade. No. Fourth grade. Miss Miss Sarah. Mm -hmm. Fourth grade Miss Sarah. My cousin Amanda was in my class. Okay. Joe. This kid named Joe. He was like a half Asian kid. Doesn't matter. Irrelevant. He was sitting across from me. Like across diagonal from me. We had our desks all pushed into a group. He just just kind of acting a little off a little weird he was always a quiet more quiet kid he was a little awkward but then he's he's kind of doing this awkward weird smile and he raises his hand and i'm looking at him i'm going you you good bro and i'm in fourth grade so i didn't really say that but i'm just looking at him like he just looks i can't put my finger on it he's got his hand raised so i turn around because me i'm an empathetic youth i turn around and i'm looking at the teacher you gonna call on him? He's got something to say. I look at the teacher. The teacher's not noticing him. I turn around. No. I'm going, where'd those scrambled eggs come from? <laughs> that are on the textbook of the person next to you and your desk. Where'd these... Oh. Yeah. He vomited. Literally, that, that was terrible. my entire thought process. And then I turn around and the teacher's like, oh, go to the nurse. Immediately. And then the janitor comes, the whole thing. I'm like, but me, I distinctly remember me looking at the, the, the desk in front of him and going, where'd those scrambled eggs come from? Projection. And so what I imagine is you at the Shoney's well vomiting been. scrambled eggs on the floor in front of all these buffet goers. I'm like, I'm so sorry that I've ruined your breakfast. What I don't understand is how this translates to you not wanting to use the bathroom in public. It's all, It's not even me. It's like... The anxiety of locating it. Okay. And maybe that stems from that. I don't know. But I'm like, ugh, I don't want to have to wander around, look confused, look lost, just to find a bathroom. You know? Yeah. And... I used to be like that. I'm not anymore. No, I've never... I've not vomited in public. No, I've also been in a situation where I've had to hold my bodily functions and wait for a bathroom and it's gotten to the point to where I almost couldn't. Mm -hmm. I've I've not been in a crisis, luckily, as an adult, but I'm like... No, I need to know. Well, there's one. Is there time, a bathroom here? I need to know. There's two specific scenarios. I remember I needed to use the bathroom so bad. Mm. Okay, one of those is we were on a car trip. My mom was, you know, transporting one of the cars, and I was with her, like co-piloting. 
and I had to pee so bad and we got stuck in traffic behind an accident or something and we were sitting there and sitting there and sitting there and I'm like mom I have to use the bathroom so bad and she's like I don't know I don't know what else I can do like it's just it's we're stuck it's not moving and we like I made it but god it was close call yeah and then there was another time we were like traveling we were like in some city where it's mostly like walking like you're on foot and it's like you have to be a customer to use the bathroom and you have to like I remember I told her I was like mom I have to use the bathroom and she was like okay we'll find you one and she we went from place to place and they're like we don't have one we don't have a public restroom or we don't have one here at all like you have to go there I've been at the Thanksgiving day parade in New York City and that was the same thing you have to be a you have to you have to be a patron and my mom's over here two kids Poor as crap. Yeah. I brought them to the parade so they can experience it once in their lives. Can't find a bathroom. Forget it. Oh, it's terrible. It ter- and so she kept going and like it's getting increasingly urgent. Yeah. Like, because when you're a little kid, you're not, you say it like, okay, I have to go now. Like, you're not saying, I'm going to need a bathroom soon. You're like, well, I have to go now. You yeah. Know? And so she's like getting increasingly more panicked. Like, okay, we have to find a bathroom. Like, we have to find a bathroom. Yeah. And we eventually, like, just in the nick of time, found, like, a sketchy bathroom. We had to go up a few flight of stairs for something, and it was fine. But it's close sometimes. I hope that my mom is really thankful for my ability to hold my bladder as a child. I don't necessarily pride myself on that ability, but maybe I should have. Because it would be that urgent. It would be like, no, I need to go now. Mm -hmm. I would do everything in my power. That's what I would do. I'd be doing the pee-pee dance. Mm -hmm. I'd be walking around. My mom would be trying to, like, like, distract me. And I'm going to tell you what. There's not a time I can remember that I didn't make it. So... You know, I feel like that's something to be said about sure. about my character. Yeah. And so I hope that, you know, it's recognized. <laughs> Mom. Yeah. It's, I hope it's recognized. Certificate. Yeah. So, <laughs> um, I'm, I'm just determined and I'm loyal to the people yeah. that I love. Sure. Absolutely. <laughs> I don't want to disappoint you. Um, but... Yeah, they're definitely with the the vomit. The yeah, no. Yeah, so I can't. Hopefully, Matt wasn't there that day, and he didn't have to experience a small child vomit on the floor next to the buffet line. But it's not Shoney's. Matt? Yeah, he said he loves Shoney's. Think no, but he loves it as an adult. He didn't have it as a kid because no. we grew up in the same place. But he he found out about about it when he moved to Tennessee, I think. Oh, okay. But he would not do well with the small child vomiting at the buffet. We would have to leave because he doesn't do well with other people vomiting. Yeah, and so, that's understandable. Fun fact. I felt bad for those people. Yeah. My parents were, like, apologizing. And I was like, oh, I'm so I sorry. would feel bad, yeah. too. I'd be mortified. I would be mortified. I went yeah. out of my way to make sure I wasn't that kid. Yeah. Like, that, cause that was always my biggest I fear. Tried. I tried. Well, but I, I took best. too long to identify the feeling of nauseousness mm. like I was just like mm, I feel kind of weird and then by the time I identified it it's just a little too late yeah yeah so there you go. I mean as an adult it's almost like when when you're on a plane or in the movie theater and they're like identify your emergency exits I'm like I go to a place I'm like identify the bathroom yeah or I know a place on a route where I can use the bathroom and they're like, it says customers only. And I'm like, I swear to God, I'll buy something when I come out. Yeah. Like, let me tell you a story. Well, I always wait for peop- someone else to go. Yeah. Like, and always no. pretend like, oh, I also just need to go. What a coincidence. 
No, I'm waiting for someone else to go. Yeah. So someone else will figure out where the bathroom is, and I'm just along for the ride. I used to be like that. Ex- exactly. Mm-hmm. I'm just not anymore. I'm like looking around. Where's the bathroom? Okay, I'm going to go use the bathroom. And I'll ask, like, hey, there's a hostess here. Hey, where's your bathroom? I will find out. That's just who I am now. Yeah. So mm-hmm. We all grow in different ways. We do. So moving right along. So I have... I, heard a dog. I have some barking dogs. That's what I have. Is Matt home? Probably. Uh, I'm wondering if I should start. You probably should just. Just <laughs> <laughs> everybody wants to contribute. I don't think so. I think they're barking at the dogs next door. I thought I heard a door as well. Yeah, he'd be in by now if he did. Okay. So mine are more Karen, more okay. internet Karens. <laughs> My God. Who is that? I don't know which rooster that is, but it's obnoxious. So, I have, uh, the group was Inglewood, Florida Friendly People. And the post is, does anyone know how to get in touch with the owner of Anthony C. Leonard Roofing in Englewood? No one answers the office phone. I would like to speak with the owner in reference to an employee working at my neighbor's house. I'm tired of the situation. Should I report the company to Charlotte County or the state of Florida if I can't reach the owner? Okay. Escalating. There's a comment Hmm. to go along with this. Oh my God. Stop. Just stop. It's my house. Delete this post now. This has happened how many times now? You don't like my roofing company. You don't like my screen guys. You don't like my painter because he has long hair and a loud voice. Stop it. Delete this post. Cheese and rice. The job is finished, Karen. Go to acupuncture, yoga, drink a bottle of wine, something, anything. Just stay over there. Mind your own damn business. You trying to control what goes on at my house is not happening. It's not illegal to go without a shirt. How many times has Leonard's been in my driveway? About ten. Your opinion means nothing. You don't want them seeing him nude. Don't look. And nude is in quotation Quotation marks. For God's sake, give me a break. Delete this post now. It's Dan, by the way. He's the owner. He's got better things to do. For God's sake, anyone want to buy a house next to Karen? Oh my gracious. That's so obnoxious. Like, I wonder what all of her issues were. She just didn't like that the guy was was roofing their house without a shirt on. In Florida it's in the Florida, summer, like, you're roofing a house without a shirt on. Yeah, no kidding. Like, there, yeah, that happens all the time. She didn't like, uh, I think it was like she has kids and she didn't like them seeing their nude employee. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, he's got pants on. Yeah, she's topless. She just doesn't have a shirt on. Yeah. That's whatever. Yeah. <laughs> Karen's are crazy, man. That's funny. <laughs> you don't like my painter because he has long hair and a loud voice. <laughs> I'm like, good God. Alright. And then the other one I have is Entitled Birthday Karen. Dear friends... Every year I make a point to make my birthday special, not just for me, but to accommodate each and every one of you. I put in so much time and effort oh, wow. yeah. into making sure that you are all comfortable and able to make it that by the time my birthday arrives, I am physically and emotionally drained. So this year, I want to try something different. I want you to make an effort to plan my whole birthday for me. Hmm. 
If you can call, text, and ask for my assistance at any given time, day or night, you can do this. And most of you, excluding those who actually helped me out a lot last year, can leave me with more than half the check. You sure as hell can chip in and make me feel special. Over the years, I've overextended myself to a lot of you, but all the while feeling unappreciated. So now I'm being blunt. This is what I want, and if you don't come through for me, we're done. You have six weeks to prove you care about me. Start now. Good gracious. I feel like she doesn't need help feeling special. She already feels pretty dang special <laughs> and entitled. Yeah. You have six weeks. Like, start now. I don't understand how people think that would work. Also, did anybody ask her to go out of her way to do all of these things for her birthday for other people? I wouldn't assume they did. I think that overextending oneself is the thing that happens. Like, I will do that sometimes. Sure, but the individual overextending themselves also has to take responsibility for that they did it and allowed it. Oh, you know, she doesn't feel that way. No. You know, sometimes it's going to be hard to, like, assert a boundary or to, like, prioritize yourself in a situation. Yeah. A hundred percent. Yeah, we both have that Based on the scenario, sometimes. for yeah. sure. Yeah. But... To say that she's overextended herself multiple times to multiple different people under multiple circumstances, like, you'd, you'd be doing some of that on your own. Also, so you excluding, can say you did it. excluding those who actually helped me out a lot last year. So, so there were people so who helped out a lot. So how about just invite those ones? Yeah, so we don't, they're not expected to do anything. It's just the other people who are so, would be devastated to lose you. That they are the ones that are supposed to step up. I've got news for you. I don't think they're devastated. They're coming, so. they're showing up, this may they're just, eating your this food, they're leaving. may just be their opportunity. Yeah. Be like, oh, thank God, Karen is not having her weird birthday party this year, and we don't have to go, and even better yet, she's saying that if we don't plan a party for her, she's done with us. This is our time. I imagine that that's more of their mindset. Probably. Like, this is our opportunity It would be mine. Escape. I'd be like, well, I mean, I'm not doing more, so... Here we are. But I also probably would have been one of those excluded individuals that helped her out yeah. a lot. Because that's just how I am. Like, what can I do? I mean, I, you seem I stressed. would just be like, alright, well, so be it. Have, have a birthday with the people who cared, I guess. Yeah, but you also would have been one of the people who cared. You probably. also would have been like, I'll help you out. You're stressed. Yeah, but I hate planning things. I do too, but I'm, at the same but time. But I'm terrible at it. I don't just hate it. I'm also not good at it. For me, it's like... If we're actually planning something and it's going to be, like, decorated and themed and, like, all this stuff we have to plan around. And I'm like, I could die. For, like, like when we have little barbecues mm -hmm. here, I'm just, like, literally, I know exactly what we need to do. We've done it so many times. I make less sides than I do now and I clean a couple days beforehand so I'm not overwhelmed on the day of. Of course, we also, like, moved into a new house when we started doing this and we had, like literally pipes burst like the night before yeah. on some of them and like we've still brought it together for people and that was stressful now like the last one we had i wasn't stressed at all mm. matt helped me clean the house the house was clean it was fantastic we made the sides and then we set everything up like there i mean yeah. of course things have to be prompted like i had to be like hey nick can you help Matt put the tents up sure. outside, like that kind of stuff. But like it, it wasn't. I didn't feel super stressed this time, and like that's how it should be. You like I feel when I'm overextending myself, and I'm like I took on too much in a short mm -hmm. amount of time. Should that reflect on the people I invite? No. Yeah. Because most people are like, "What can I bring? What can I do?" Mm -hmm. 
And if I just took each of those people up on what can I bring, I'd like be like, here, thing, you bring yeah. a side, you bring a side, you bring yeah, a side. Be fine. And I wouldn't have to do anything except mm-hmm. clean my house and make it presentable. Yeah. So, this is just a whole nother level to me. Yeah. Like, do you, are you doing, I get it's your birthday, but are you trying to be hospitable to people or are you trying to make it about you? Because if it's about you, then you should be like. I, some people just like being the martyr. I, I'm t- like, it is. Like, a personality trait of some people. They love being a martyr. And they will not resolve situations or put themselves into situations where they can look back and say, well, I was a martyr. Yeah. And you owe me X, Y, and Z because I did this. I'm like, oh, I hate it. I just try not to put myself in those situations. Like, for my 21st birthday, I know it was going to be a big thing. But I knew nobody was going to plan it for me. I knew I had so much support and love that people would go wherever I had it. Hmm. But I just... I didn't, I didn't, I knew nobody was going to do it for me. So what I did was I reserved an area in a club in New York Mm -hmm. and, which didn't cost me any money, actually, surprisingly enough. Mm -hmm. I think they misunderstood my request, but they complied, which was fantastic. Sure. I was 21 and dumb, so I was like, yeah, and confident, you know? And then um, I got a car to drive us there and back. And we, like, drove up there, and I met people, and I was, like, drinking water when a lot of people came, and they are like, everybody wants to buy you a drink on your 21st mm-hmm. birthday. And I was like, no, I'm drinking, like, a water for every drink. And they're like, that's unacceptable. And I was like, no, I'm good. <laughs> and then I ended up, like, so intoxicated that I, my brain was working appropriately, but the words just wouldn't come out of my mouth. Mm-hmm. It was an interesting time. I bet. And, yeah, but I, I still plan that. And then my 30th birthday, I was not really expecting a whole lot from Matt. Like, I wasn't like, you should plan. Like, I should expect that he plans this whole thing mm-hmm. for me because 30 is a landmark and it's a big thing. Yeah. Because I'm like, I know that's not going to happen. I know I'm not going to have this whole elaborate thing. Because it's my 30th birthday, unless I plan it or I mm-hmm. ask somebody and say, this is what I want. Yeah. So, what I don't even remember what I did. We had a smoke out. That's what we did. Mm-hmm. I literally had people over the house. And I said, nobody leaves until they roast a marshmallow. That was it, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. that was the mm-hmm. whole thing. And you know what? We roasted marshmallows and everybody left me. <laughs> That's when I, I almost burned my hand. Yeah. Because my hand was so red. <laughs> From the fire. Because I had these terrible, mm-hmm. tiny mm-hmm. little skewers that were so close to the fire. I actually got better ones for this last time. Well, I got one. And it was like a, a double, you could put two things. And it is a telescoping one. And uh, you can buy those at the Walmart. Uh, I didn't know that. So well, here we are now. now. So anyway. But yeah, I don't, I've never like, I think the most I've done is like, I, like when we went to the science center, I was like, I, like my friends were like, what do you want to do? Do something. What do you want to yeah. do? And I was like go we can go to the science center yeah. and so that's easy like you just you go somewhere that's more like most of the things i'm yeah did not plan or host things no and i was lucky that steven's like fantastic at yeah. planning things so my 30th was a big well was perfect for me and he tried to surprise me i just i i suspected thing literally from the first thing he told me i was like are you sure that's not for my birthday? He was like, no, it's not for your birthday. And I was like, okay. And it was for my birthday. He was so upset. But it was a fantastic party because we did like a, a wine and design in his parents' house. 
and my two best friends and my cousin, so like my three best friends, all FaceTimed in. Well, Grace and Allison FaceTimed in and then Stephanie was actually there and my mom was there. And that was the whole group. And we had, and Kelly and Steven, and they bought all my favorite foods. I remember when I went for um, like our batch, my bachelorette party, my all my bridesmaids planned it and it was fantastic. And it was such a weird thing for me because at that point I was like, what? I was 20, I was 28 and like we were doing things and eating things and I was like, oh my gosh, I love doing this. Like we went bowling and then we, we went to like hibachi and we did something else. And I was like, I love, like, this is so much fun. Yeah. And was, you didn't have to plan a no, single but piece I was, of it. I was like, I was I almost had like this thought of like, how did you guys know I would like these things? And they were like, because we know you yeah. and you're, you like, we know what you like. And I was like, I, it was like, it was a very odd sense of like feeling known and like seeing myself from like I was like wow you you're right I sure like just a sense of belonging yeah I was like wow you do you guys do really know me and I had not thought of it from that point of view but I was like yeah you intentionally went out of your way to plan a bunch of things that I would like yeah and not do things that I wouldn't like because you know like a lot of other people be like oh let's go party let's go do this let's go yeah have a bunch of people and like be the center of attention and like that's not my thing yeah and so they intentionally didn't do those things to me for me whatever and so I was like wow that's that's pretty cool (laughs) (laughs) but yeah and then it's like Steven threw that party and it was like it was amazing it was like exactly what I wanted yeah without ever articulating that's exactly what I wanted so it's just cool it's cool we stopped having birthday parties when I was pretty young and so well and then most of it I'm sure was because my parents just really couldn't afford what my mom thought would be an acceptable birthday party mm-hmm. so we just didn't like do a whole lot of that stuff and so like I, I always kind of am like my birthday will take a back seat my birthday will take a back seat and like my birthday and your aunt, marriage anniversary mm-hmm. are, are, very co- close. are very close yeah. and so I'm just like well like if if somebody else takes vacation I'm not gonna take vacation mm-hmm. just because it's my birthday it's just my birthday yeah who cares I've worked on my birthday for like my whole life it is what it is I've never really had anybody take initiative and be like I'm gonna plan a day in your honor because I love you mm-hmm. it's just not something I expect from other people mm-hmm. maybe one day it'll happen I don't know and I think like a lot of it stems from like people in my life that have expected days to be about them and just had high expectations and nothing's ever good enough and I'm just like I don't ever want to be like that person and yeah. I'd rather just like undersell it and be like hey we're having a barbecue like sometimes it's my birthday and that just mm-hmm. happens to be this time <laughs> like come 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 hang out all I want is everybody to roast a marshmallow before yeah. they go like yeah because they've been like especially I feel like in your late 20s and, like, your early 30s. Like, after yeah. you hit 30, that's, like, the big milestone. It like, is. It is. So it's not really... Other than that, it's just, like, okay, every 10 years you hit another milestone. Right. So, like, it's not as big of a deal anymore. But, yeah, so last year's birthday was a really big deal. And moving forward, we probably won't have, like, big big events or big things. Which is no, totally fine with me. nice to feel like somebody's, like, thinking about you and, like, sure. hey, I want to play this Sure, and Steven tried so hard. And... <laughs> It frustrates him to think about my birthday and when he got me a stethoscope for Christmas because he was going to be angry just listening to this, Um, but (laughs) he ordered me a stethoscope. He talked to my old roommate, Parntar, Mary Parntar, 
and talk to her about like what is a good stethoscope like what would I like because we were both in tech school together and worked together and what would I like and they picked one out together and he ordered it and it was on the table when I got home but it was like still in the box it was he wrapped it and I literally I picked up the box like I didn't even pick it up I touched a corner and lifted it and probably all of like five seconds and I was like huh feels like it's my stethoscope box <laughs> and he, I, he said it's a good thing I wasn't looking at him when I said that because his face was a face <laughs> and he was so angry he's like yeah. after I opened it because I was like well it's not a stethoscope I, I have a st-. I was like he he probably didn't give me a stethoscope because I have a stethoscope I was like but this is just it feels exactly like my stethoscope box yeah and then like it was, I think it was for my birthday or Christmas, I don't remember. Yeah. And I opened it and it was a stethoscope and I died. <laughs> I died and he was so upset. He's like, I cannot believe you guessed it by touching it. Just, I didn't even pick the whole box up. I, I would have guessed the way. it though. I touched the corner and I lifted it and yeah. then I let it go back down. I would have guessed it. And I dismissed it immediately, but I was like, oh, it's kind of like my stethoscope box. And that was it. He was so upset. And then when he tried to plan my birthday party and make it a complete secret mm-hmm. he was like is there any way i could have accomplished it mm-hmm. and i was like honestly Stephen, i don't know the thing is because like even our proposal i was suspicious yeah i did not expect like the well, length to which he went differently he does and it's like little things that no one else is going to notice but at that point i knew him so well that a slight deviation from his normal behavior uh-huh I was like, yeah, that's suspicious. Yeah. You know? See, see, I would love to say, like, hey, Steven, get with me. We'll plan it. The thing is with you, it would never work. You're too just, oh, you just <laughs> notice things. And you're too perceptive and you're too just in tune with, like, me and him as people. Because, like, I planned Savannah, well, I didn't plan it, but I helped facilitate Savannah's surprise baby shower mm-hmm. i told her it was a ce dinner yeah and i made a fake flyer and oh, wow. emailed it to her and everything yeah. and i'm sure she had some suspicions and we were just driving there like we we were having a good time in the car like we were driving she's like this is far i'm like yeah i know they're trying to get the people on the other side of the district which she had no idea what her region looked uh-huh. like. So I was like, yeah, we're trying to get people to go who don't normally go there. It didn't seem like she really had any suspicions. Mm-hmm. We're going and we get there and I'm like, oh yeah, such and such a person just got there. And she's like, oh, okay, cool. So we get there and we're walking into this place. And it was like, we were, when, when she said she knew when we were walking in, she was like, this doesn't feel... Mm-hmm. like a CE dinner yeah. and then of course everyone was there and I have it on video somewhere in my phone yeah I posted it on social media it's one of my favorite moments in our friendship but she just like literally walked into this room full of people put up the middle finger and just scrolled it across <laughs> the room because <laughs> she was just like I can't believe yeah. you guys pulled this off and I really hope that she was as surprised as she seemed because it was just so like between me and her mom and like our idea and like trying to like get it to come to fruition and like her college friends that like made the truck to come like it was just a fantastic day it was super fun and like I've had like glimpses of that like with Matt like he has like the last so we don't you know like we Mm -hmm. don't do Christmas big we We do do like one gift and then we do birthdays big 
for my last birthday, he did, he got me a KitchenAid mixer, Mm -hmm. but what he did was he took the actual box from the KitchenAid mixer and filled it with other gifts and then Mm. put the KitchenAid mixer somewhere else and sent me on a scavenger hunt through the house. Yeah, that's fun. It was so fun. I said, Matt, this is the most fun I've ever had, like, doing this. This was so fun. I loved this. Mm -hmm. I loved it. I loved every second of it. I used my KitchenAid mixer frequently, Mm -hmm. and it's just, like... That was so unexpected and so unprompted mm. that I was just like, this is incredible. I would never imagine, bringing it back to where we came from, I would never imagine expecting of someone Yeah, no, these me neither. Things. Me so. neither. When I worked at SPCA, and I, I only worked there for like seven months. I started in December and I left in July to, to go do my vet tech program. Yeah. And they threw a surprise going away party at a little bowling alley. Mm-hmm. And my best friends at the time, they were like, oh, we'll take you. We're going to go bowling. And, like, they took me there. And so when Steven, because the way Steven, he he wanted me to put it on my calendar so that I didn't book something else over the date for yeah. my birthday. And so he was like, oh, can you save this date? Kelly wants to have family dinner. Right. And I was like, you're telling me Kelly has planned a month in advance, and it might have been more at the time, that she wants to have family dinner on this date. He was like, yeah. And I was like, it's not my birthday. He was like, no. And I was like, okay. I was like, it is 100% my birthday. See, that would be the problem if Steven and I tried to, like, work together on this. Because I would have to literally plan for months of giving you... Of more flexible... No, I'm saying in the schedule. Giving you a more flexible, different schedule. So that when that schedule change wouldn't be suspicious, you'd be like, oh yeah, she's done this before. And there would be something planned. Yeah. It, there's no way. He was there's like, no he's like, how was I supposed to get you to put the date on there? And I was like, I don't know, but I was like, immediately you said Kelly planned it. And I was like, I love Kelly to death. She's not, she does not have, or would not, she yeah. just wouldn't have that much foresight yeah. to go out of her way to plan something that far in advance. Yeah. Like, that's just not her personality. And just the same. Stephen would be like, hey, can you give Cassidy this day off and keep it on the deal? As soon as I re- release the schedule, you'd be like, did you mean to give me this day off? And yeah. I'd be like. You'd have to plan it on a day I was usually had. I know. Yeah, I don't know. We're going to have to. It's just an instinct I have, which is funny because I grew up with no friends. Like, (laughs) my family was the only, like, I don't think we ever did, like, a surprise party or anything, but I don't know. Maybe that's why, because you're just, like, people are acting different. I don't know. I can ask my mom if I've always been like this, like this. I just get, like, my instincts are like, "Mm, something's off. Yeah. Something's different. Mm. We've already spent 35 minutes of this episode, (laughs) and we haven't moved very far. That's okay. That's okay. Am I the asshole? All right. So, this one is... I like mine. I like mine. Um, Am I the asshole for agreeing to go on a family vacation in place of our honeymoon? Okay. Uh, I don't know. I don't have a verdict. Some quick background facts. My family and family friends of ours go on vacation together every year. This has been a tradition since I was maybe 11 years old and I'm now 27. Each year, my parents and the other family's parents alternate who plans and pays for the vacation. This year is our family friend's turn. I'm getting married in just a few weeks. We were planning on going on our honeymoon towards the end of the year, but haven't put specific plans in place yet. I work for my dad and can pretty much get off whenever I'd like, but she only has so much PTO. So we're trying to be strategic with our plans. I told everyone I would likely have to skip the vacation this year because of my fiance's work situation and our honeymoon. Last week, my bonus dad came to me and told me he had booked a room for me and my girlfriend. Also, 
we've referred to her twice as a fiance and they're getting married and at this point he refers to her as a girlfriend which feels weird to me and anyway. bonus dad yeah that's in quotation marks oh okay it's just yeah um, just like an adopt like, like eh, okay anyway um <laughs> he had booked a room for me and my girlfriend and was more than well who was more than welcome to come along too if she changed her mind but that he was insistent on the family being together for the trip honestly there's nothing that can beat the vacations we take the places are great and the company is even greater nothing that can beat it huh apparently not not even a honeymoon yeah okay anyway my sister is so busy these days and lives out of state, so I get to catch up with her. The family we travel with has three sons who are some of my closest friends. Beyond all of that, you can't really beat an all-expenses-paid holiday. I told my fiancé... No, you can't. No, you can't. You can't. That's true. I told my fiancé about this, and she's very angry. I didn't immediately shut it down. I told her that we weren't required to constantly do family activities, and this could easily serve as part one to our honeymoon. We haven't started planning, so there's no real plans to derail... And we can have our actual honeymoon as a first anniversary celebration since we weren't planning on going right after our wedding anyway. Am I the asshole? This might be unpopular opinion, to be honest, but I don't think so. I think that who's going to say no to a free vacation? Matt and I often don't. This is an argument that we do have sometimes because I'm like, is an actual free vacation us sleeping on somebody's couch. That's not a free vacation to me. It's not a vacation at all. I feel uncomfortable. But a free actual vacation, have her come along. That's not like you can't bring her. Mm-hmm. Do a whole thing. Okay. And then say we're actually going to have like a real honeymoon on our first anniversary. That's what Amy and Nick did. They went to Aruba again. Because mm-hmm. they went to Aruba when they first started dating. And they went to Aruba on their, like, for, around their first mm-hmm. anniversary. I'm like, just, yeah. Yeah, 100%. All expenses paid. You're not paying a dime. Yeah, because it's and their family's friends. Enjoying it with year. people mm-hmm. that you love. I might feel a little uncomfortable being on the other side of the coin, mm-hmm. being the fiance, and being like, I don't really know these people all that well, but go on. So, it was deemed I'd go. that he... Was the asshole. Really? Yes. That was really? The, now, I didn't read very many of the comments. And a lot of the comments were, like, kind of in-depth, you know, because they're talking about... I just I don't need a little it. bit more information. I, I can't... I don't feel like I need more at all. Because, you know... For once. Based on the way he talks about these people, it feels like, like he really, really... Like, they are very important and, like, a priority... In his life, and the fact that he agreed to go on that vacation without truly discussing it with his fiance. Well, sure. And also that, in that one... It should have been a discussion. It should have been 100%. a discussion. 100%. Yeah. Yeah. In that one context, he says, girlfriend. He had booked a room for me and my girlfriend. And she was more than welcome to come along, too. Like, makes me feel like... She, He's kind of belittling their relationship. Yeah, a little bit. like, like, well, I'm definitely going, you know, and like maybe she can come if, she, like, it just feels like at that point he hasn't necessarily, like, hasn't all end to their relationship. Yeah. a little bit to okay. me. Okay. Um, so that's kind of what I read into that. I'm like. He's, he's saying, well, like, this is a priority and this is important to me. And, like, if you're getting married or if you're in a serious, committed relationship, you know, at some point it's not me and you, it's we. Like, just some some of the discussions and decisions have to be a we 
a we at us thing. Sure. And he was making it for them and hoping that she would just be like, yep, that's fine. I think that my current relationship has jaded me to where I don't feel like this guy is an asshole. Which, it's I say jaded, but I don't mean that in a bad way because I've actually grown a lot. Because I would not have been okay with this a few years ago. Mm-hmm. But now, and of course it needs to be a discussion. Like, we need yeah. to have a talk about it. But Matt has literally been like, yeah, this is going to be a plan. We're going to go to Florida with Stacy and Josh and... We weren't even going to get our own room, but then we discussed it. And we're like, we're going to get our yeah. own Airbnb. And it ended up like, okay, we went on this vacation. Am I always okay with that? No. Does it stress me out 100%? If I can bring my dogs, it lowers my stress level significantly. Mm-hmm. So I think that my current relationship and I'm, for those who do not know, I am not married. We do own a home together. And we are in a long-term committed relationship mm-hmm. where we plan on having children and building a life together. Not even building. We have built a life together. Continuing to build a life together. We may or may not get married. That's not something that's super important to Matt. It's more important to me. And we've kind of been in just a limbo where, like, we're compromising and it doesn't really... Whatever happens, happens. Well, yeah, it doesn't affect your day-to-day. Right. So the context of saying my girlfriend, my partner, my fiancé, those things don't really affect me because Matt and I are in in a long-term committed relationship that doesn't really have a specific label on it that isn't more than boyfriend and girlfriend. Is our relationship more than that? Absolutely. Mm -hmm. There isn't really a label that's more than that that isn't fiance or married sure so those types of things like using them interchangeably doesn't really affect me as much and having somebody say like this is a great opportunity let's just do it doesn't affect me as much either because of the circumstances we've been under and having those things happen should it have been a discussion yeah well i just feel like yeah he introduces her as my fiance and that we're getting married and then right. he ends it as fiance it almost feels like a subconscious slip that at that moment he demoted her from fiance to girlfriend because she wasn't as important that's, that's she just, wasn't as important yeah, she wasn't as important and that's just like maybe that i'm reading way too much into it totally a possibility but and like every couple has like different dynamics has different things that work for them and different things that don't but obviously this didn't work for them because she was really upset. So a discussion should have been had. And something I had to learn pretty early on. So like when I was single, I third wheeled, fifth wheeled, whatever. I sure. went everywhere and anybody invited me to something as long as it wasn't something that like I actively hated. Like I hate clubbing. I don't do dancing. Like things like that. Yeah. I, I'm not going to participate. But most other things like if people said, hey, I would love for you to come along or you're invited to do this, I would do it. And so... Like, and my best friend, she likes to host and she likes to throw parties and plan stuff and she's yeah. really good at it. And so, like, if she invited me, I'd be like, yeah, I'll go. I'll be there. You know, because it's important to you. You're important to me. I'm there. Right. And when me and Steven first started, like, being being serious, where it's kind of like, okay, you're going to come to with me to things. Side note, does Stephanie listen to this? Mm-hmm. Stephanie, I've heard about your parties kudos to you yeah, my friend she's good at it yeah yeah but go for on sure but so like when we first started not first started whenever it got serious and we were to the point where it's expected that you bring your significant other along yeah i still was just saying yes to everything and then bringing it to him and be like oh we're can we go do this or can we go do that and he his he just doesn't have like that much of a social tank 
So, like, it it gets empty quickly, and you have to be very selective, and we have to be intentional with what we do and don't participate in. Yeah. And just my instinct, because my entire life up until this point has been like, yeah, I'll be there. I'll do this. I'll do that. It's fine. I was just an automatic yes. And then, like, we were dating, and then we were married, and he was like, yeah, you can't just say yes for us all the time. Like, we have to discuss this and determine if this is something we're going to go to or not. Yeah. And then we've had to have a lot of very intentional discussions about, okay, and, like, weigh the pros and cons of, like, okay, this is really important to me. I do really need you and want you to go here. And then me realizing, okay, he doesn't need to go everywhere all the time. And saying, okay, I'm okay if you don't come to this or if you don't go to that. Sure. Um, But, yeah, so... I understand both sides of this. Like, I, I would... Stephen would have been really upset if I just said, hey, we're going to do this. You're cool with that? And I I don't know. Something about this, like, I would like more information. I just feel like there's probably some more underlying, like, things. Like, she probably feels like she's, like, second fiddle. Or, you know, not as much a priority or as important as the people he's talking about. And that's kind of the vibe I get. But that's reading into it. At face value, I could see you just saying he is or isn't. Yeah. I'm just torn. But yeah. I thought it was interesting. It is interesting. I see, I definitely see your side of things. And I definitely think, yeah, like I said, it should be a discussion. Mm-hmm. I just, I also am like, maybe these people, maybe these people didn't grow up poor. Maybe his fiance slash girlfriend <laughs> didn't grow up mm-hmm. poor. And, like, doesn't realize what an opportunity this is. Yeah, no, it's an opportunity for sure. <laughs> and, like, after we talked about it and, like, we're already determined and it's we're not, not even, taking a honeymoon soon. Well, and it's not even that. Yeah. And and it's not saying this is re- completely replacing our honeymoon. We'll never have Well, one. sure, but I, I know, we could obviously, like, discuss the details. Like, yeah, let's go on the trip, but maybe could we maybe splurge for, like, our own room? Or maybe, like, yeah. like come up with some compromise yes. where she gets the... Like, the privacy and the intimacy yeah. and, like, the what, that one-on-one time that you want. And that's for, what Matt and I have yeah, done. For yeah, for a, a honeymoon. Right. But also all of the family quality, like, growth time that they he wants with his family and friends. Yeah. Like, I feel like there's got to be compromise in there. There has to be. And I just think it should have been discussed and that... Sure. I don't know if she should have been very angry, angry about it. And I don't think that he should have kind of somewhat committed to it without discussing it with her first. I think that she's like me when I'm extremely overwhelmed and at my limits or me a few years ago where I would come off angry about the situation when really all I want to do is just discuss it and compromise. Well, it also, like he said that she has limited PTO and he can get off as much time as he wants. That has a big role. That's, that's, it's kind of like me, not like me and Steven because he doesn't have like completely he can take off whenever 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 like there are parameters to that but if he he's just gonna doesn't have... have a whole lot of people that it's like like for for our position it's like you i think you worry because i do i worry mm-hmm. more about like what am i leaving behind yeah what am i making these people pick up yeah that slack they, they have to because like my I'm not here. hole like you have to fill that yeah like when i'm not there it has to be filled. and it's a huge hole and, and it has like the weight of that has to be distributed amongst yeah. multiple people and we have to plan in advance and all of this stuff. And for and him, it's just like, well, I'm not going to be here. I'll figure it out when I get back. Yeah. Just act just like different. my position isn't filled. And yeah. So, like, it's like, a, oh, can we take a last minute whatever trip? Or can you get off this day? And I'm like, 
No. Well, she doesn't do it really anymore. Sure. But, like, early in, like, our marriage, she's like, oh, I'm going to take off this day. Can you take off this day? And I'm like, no, it's, like, a week away. Two weeks away. It's too late. Yeah. You know? I'm like, can't just not... I can't do it that. It just affects so many people. Yeah, not that affects, his absence doesn't affect so it many does. people. It's it just does. It's different. just different. And so it's just like I can understand that he has this attitude of like, why is it a big deal? Yeah. I, can, I can have as much time off as I want. And she's saying, well, if we did want to do something on our own for our honeymoon, whatever, even if it was small, I'm using my PTO. Like I'm yeah. using my pay time off for that. I Yeah, I understand. So. I, okay. I'm seeing it in a different light now. A little bit. You know me, I just read into things. Yeah, but usually I do more, I feel like I do either, like, in a similar way or more, Mm -hmm. and, like, this one I didn't, I was like, no, he's not a jerk. But, yeah, different, different uh, strokes for different folks. absolutely. So, mine is, am I the asshole for telling a little girl I ate my chickens? Okay, all right. And I, this just spoke to me. Oh, that's a, that's a... Because I've got a little... It's a hook of a title. It is. And I've got a little girl next door who I adore. Mm-hmm. And I adore her parents. She understands farm life more than most young yeah. girls. And I've got a gaggle of chickens out there, okay? You do, in fact. She probably doesn't notice that our rooster is gone. One of them. One of the three. But, uh, yeah. So, I, 22 female have some forested land I'm using as a little almost homestead and base of sorts. I call it a base since although it's my home, I don't feel like being there all year round. I just enjoy having my own space where I can return to. I've been keeping chickens, eight, there for eggs the last two years. I've saved up some money and I want to go backpacking for a few months again. I would thus be leaving my property all that time. Since I have no friends or family who live nearby, I decided to simply eat the chickens I have now. I have always been good to the chickens, but I don't really have a special connection with them. I give them food, they give me eggs, and now they give me meat. (laughs) So far, so good, right? I've butchered one every week, the quickest way, obviously, and they've been delicious. Although I live pretty isolated, there is a family's vacation home not too far from me. They come a few times a year and stay for a week at most. They have a lovely nine-year-old girl who was really interested in animals and would come by to look at the chickens. Her family was over last week and she came to look at the chickens. Uh Uh-oh. There were only two of the original eight chickens left. She asked me where they were. I told her the truth. I don't believe that I should lie about things like that. That I ate them. She looked surprised and curious, but not traumatized or anything. She talked a bit about what I had done with her class after the holidays and went home. The next day, I was reading at home when I heard an angry banging on my door. The girl's parents were furious with me. They started screaming about how their girl was traumatized. Apparently, she had woken her parents up crying about the chickens. I apologized to the parents. I obviously feel bad for the kid. She's very sweet and and I didn't mean to upset her. I do not regret telling her what had happened to the chickens, though. I don't believe hiding things like that from children is necessary. They're young, not stupid. So am I the asshole? Yeah. Kind of, to an extent. Now, (laughs) I don't think about, like, outright lying to her. But when it's someone else's child and you do not know... Yes. You should err on the side of, I'm going to give as little information to satisfy them as I can. Uh Uh-huh. And, I mean, maybe there was no way to do that. Maybe there was no way to satisfy her without outright telling her. But it, it sounds like she was just like, yeah, I killed them. They're gone now. 
It does sound like she was, she yeah. said she was blunt. Yeah. So maybe figure out how to phrase it a little better or just be like, yeah, they kind of, like, they had reached the end of their life and I just, you know, didn't have many, like, Things that I have said is I couldn't keep him anymore. Yeah. He couldn't live with the other roosters. Yeah. So I was like. I feel like there had to have been a better way to phrase and it. And if there's a continuous why, it's like he just doesn't live here anymore. Like, I just keep doing yeah. the big. And maybe that's wrong. I feel like that's what I would do if you didn't if you didn't know. Like, it doesn't sound like they're, she's really close to this family. No. It sounds like the little girl comes by occasionally and is curious about her animals and her chickens. And if, if you had the choice and you don't know this family, you don't know the parents, you don't know what they have and haven't told her, like... Is this her first experience with death, period? Like, you don't know. Like, if she's nine, there's a very good chance she doesn't, like, they've not even had to broach that subject if she's not had pets or... And there's so much, um, there's so much disconnect between the livestock animals and our plate that the girl might not have even made that connection before. You could have just made a vegetarian. A lot of human adults don't make that connection. Like, yeah, this was a living thing once and somebody had to care for it. Yeah. 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 So I don't know. I feel like that she probably could have at least tried to handle it with a little bit more, I don't know, gentleness from the get go. And then if it just was like, well, why? Well, what does that mean? Well, what does that mean? And then maybe you eventually get to, I, yeah. I, I, I killed him. I killed it and I, I've eaten it and it's provided, you know, meat and nutrition for me and like kind of spin it. But if you're just like, yeah, I, I killed it and I've just, I've been eating them. Like that doesn't. It's a little scary. It's a little scary. If a kid doesn't understand. If, yeah. If you don't understand that. And I don't know. I, I. Do not think what she did was overtly wrong. I think it could no. have been handled better. Sure. But. I don't disagree with that. And, like, I mean, this the parents just have to take this as an opportunity to d- discuss it now. Yeah. You know? I yeah. Did. I mean, all right. Well, I mean, even with adults, because adults can be very touchy. I'm like, yep, that chicken doesn't live here anymore. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what I'm like. If you don't know. Happen. They're livestock animals. Do yeah. I treat them like pets? Absolutely. I our, do have um, special connections with my chickens. Our neighbors, like, he, they did not have much land and had very, like, no livestock experience or anything. And he went with a friend to a livestock auction and he just wanted to participate. He just wanted to feel like he was a part of the action. So he bid on a pair of calves and he it was like cheap, like cheap, like less than $50 for this pair of calves. Okay. I'd have gotten them too. <laughs> like he was just like, I'm going to bid like, and it's like really cheap. I'm going to be outbid. I just want the experience of bidding. And so he bid and I guess that they were, they weren't weaned yet and he just didn't know anything about anything. And so he got these two calves that weren't weaned and we're going to need to be cared for and bottled fed and like this whole thing. That's why people weren't bidding on them because everybody around him knew what was going on. And he was just like, do, 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 I'm going to participate. Woo. And got himself two calves. And oh I remember my God. him pulling up to our house and we had like, uh, it's a big two, it's a, I guess it's two stories in a basement, but the basement, half the basement is exterior. Like you can just walk in and up and we have a big deck that's high. And he, I pulled up, he pulled up in his truck and I remember like, oh, someone's pulling up to the house because all of our windows and stuff were glass so you could see out really easily. And I looked in the bed of his truck and I was like, what's back there? 
And my dad and I walk out, and he was like, "All right, what? What?" My dad was like, "What's you? What's going on? What you? What do you got there?" And my neighbor was like, "I made a mistake, and I don't know what to do." <laughs> well, he said, "He said, Keith, I made a mistake." <laughs> and my dad's like, "What do you got there?" And he's like, "I have these two calves. I want them in an auction. I didn't mean to. I don't know what to do with them." And so he's like, "I I need your help." And my dad's like, "Okay." And I don't, my dad didn't have like a bunch of cow experience. He had a bunch of horse experience, but he, we had, they, so they stayed in our barn and we had to bottle feed them and we took care of them and they like, they got, they were sick and like had diarrhea and yeah. we had to ter- teach them how to nurse from a bottle and this whole thing. And I named them and they were two boys so, like, well, we're not getting milk from yeah. them. And so they got to the point where they were... You gotta send them off. Big enough that he was like, well, I don't want to just keep these two bull- bulls. Just to keep Just to keep them. two bulls, yeah. yeah. And so they, they did get, like, they got slaughtered yeah, and they processed. Yeah. And they asked us, like, do you guys want some of the meat? Because these calves would have been dead if it wasn't for my dad and me yeah. taking care of them. Yeah. And my, my family was like, yeah... And I, I told my mom, I was like, can you just don't tell me when I'm yeah. eating them. Just don't yeah. tell me. Like, I yeah. understand it. It's good meat. We know yeah. these are calves we're cared for. Like, yeah. you cannot. But also, I cared for them. You cannot beat know. it. But, yeah. um, because I named them Oliver and Alfalfa. And <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I just don't want to know. Yeah. And so she used the hamburger and the meat and stuff. And I just had no idea. And it was fine. But I understood that that's just part of the process. He can't just keep two bulls. And now he has a bunch more cows that he keeps on our land and helps my mom out but yeah i just remember keith i made a mistake <laughs> you learned from it though that's yeah. great yeah well so. uh, another short side note because we've got to get moving on my dad his uh he grew up on a farm and his grandparents and parents they raised cattle and they did milk and they did they raised chickens and they did eggs and they did um you know beef cattle and all that so my dad uh, had a Guernsey cow. He said that had the best milk, and my dad liked the, to t- to take the cream off the top of the milk mm-hmm. after the cows were milked. And he said she had like the best cream, like the and they used to ride her. My dad and his oh, three okay. sisters they would All ride right. this cow, yeah. and he loved this cow, right? And she got to where she was gonna get lame, I think. And she was just getting like to where it was like uh, she's older. She's yeah. not probably producing at this point. And my, they sent her off, and my dad knew. At one time, he knew. He said, I knew it was her. He refused to eat. Oh, yeah. And my dad is not a weak man. My dad is one of the strongest, most emotionally unavailable men I've ever met in my life. But an animal lover, he is, mm-hmm. has always been, and will be till the day he dies. And my dad just empathizes and loves animals he's hard on his like not i wouldn't say hard but he's like don't act like that don't do you know he's Mm -hmm. strict on his animals but he also at the same time lets him get away with stuff (laughs) because he loves them and he thinks it's cute my dad was screaming he says they were had to hold him back when they were taking this cow off i'm like good god i've got pictures of my dad kissing on goats (laughs) kissing on dogs kissing on cats because my dad loves animals Mm -hmm. i'm gonna tell you what but anyway so here's the thing i guess i can go first mine's 
We, you know, we try not to get controversial here. This might be offensive. Okay. Just in the way that it's said, I don't, and I don't know how to say it otherwise. Mm -hmm. I guess I could say, when people giveth and then taketh away. Okay, fair enough, yeah. And it's being an Indian giver. Yeah, which is not a... It's not, it's not politically correct. it's not a very well accepted term anymore. So, actually, the Webster Dictionary defines it as a person who gives something to another and then takes it back or expects an equivalent in return. Mm -hmm. And it's, it says that it's sometimes offensive. And I totally get that. It's always been something that, like, we've used, Mm -hmm. but, you know, there's things that... Yeah, I grew up with that, too, as well. Right. But there's also terms, other terms that I grew up with that I wouldn't be caught dead saying. So, I don't appreciate it. It's one of the things that really bothers me probably most. It's one of my biggest pet peeves. I'm like, don't give something to me. If you're going to be like, hey, you have that still? Can I get it back? Mm-hmm. Don't do that. My parents do that shit. Like, I've, like it's mainly family, really, that does yeah. that. But I'm just like, if you're going to give me something, give it to me. Let me love it. Live with it. Do with it as I will. Mm-hmm. Don't be taking it back. Don't. And, like... Uh, I think in my life, like, a lot of things have been promised away to me, and then it's just like, no, never mind, we're going to keep that. And I'm just like, what? Oh. All right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I just don't get it. I have a hard time understanding it. And, like, my family, like, my parents are very giving individuals. I'm a very giving person. And, like, for me, I do also have, like, a little bit of, like, a FOMO. Like, like if I, like, give something and it's like, I hope they enjoy it the same way that I did. Mm-hmm. But I just don't understand being like, hey, can I get that back? Yeah, I am not a huge fan of that. But I do, like, there are times where it makes more sense to me than others. Like, but usually I'm not going to give away and part with something unless I, I'm tr- I'm ready to, like, let it go. Yeah. Because I, I don't intentionally give things to people with the anticipation that, it should come back to me no. should anything happen. But if there was, like, some circumstance where it was something that was very special to me and I thought it would be special to you and I gave it to you in more of, a, like, a sacrificial love kind of way and then you, like, got rid of it or disregarded it, I would have a really hard time with that. Yeah. Like, in, in a, I, if you were ever to not want this again, I would hope that it would come back to me. But sure. there are... That would be much fewer instances, and usually the people that I would do that for would, like, be aware and cognizant of that. Yeah. But most of the time, like, if I'm giving you something, then it's yours to do with what you wish. Yeah. You know? But I do, just because I, like, I am, like, a very empathetic person, and I see things from so many different points of view. Like, I want to be very sensitive and very, like, tender to people and how they feel and, like, how things could make them feel and like those kinds of things so I probably overthink stuff to a certain extent but I would only think of those very specific scenarios where it's something important that I've sacrificially given to someone out of love that if they disregarded that and like got rid of it I would be pretty yeah you know I don't know pretty upset or just like I would be like well you could have just giving it back to me if you didn't want yeah. it anymore. But I wouldn't be like, hey, can I have this back? Well, see, times like that make me upset. That's not yeah. what I'm referring to. Yeah, you're to. just saying like, I'm referring to, you have I promise oh, to I you this now. info. Yeah, yeah, I promise to you this item. Mm-hmm. And then it's like either before you even get it, never mind. Yeah. Or, hey, where are those things I gave you? Because I, I kind of want them now. Yeah. No. No. I agree. That's, we're not doing it. That's not cool. <clears throat> I also don't like people just randomly giving me their shit that they don't want anymore. 
I'm like, I, what makes you think that I want it? Ask me. And most of the time I'm like, yeah, I could use that. But sometimes I'm just like, I don't need this. Mm-hmm. And now it's at my house and I have to throw it away. Yeah, I'll just ask people. I'll be like, hey, is anybody interested in this? No. So let's go. Like, cause Stephen was just, we were just talking about, like he sells things. He's like, oh, I don't need yeah. this anymore. I'm going to sell it. I'm not going to do that. Whenever I've like, I don't need this anymore. Does anybody want it? Yeah. Like, anybody can have it. Anybody? Nobody wants it? It's going to Goodwill. Like, I'm not going to sell it. I'm not going... No. And so, Stephen's already always sold it, but then it came to, like, uh, this ice maker and, like, the Brita thing in our fridge. He was like, are you cool with just, like, giving it away? And I was like, totally. If there's somebody who needs it... Yeah. And they want it, you can have it. It's not like a house where you're you're buying something on the contingency that you sell something else. Yeah. It's like, we've already have our new appliances. We plan this into our budget. If yeah. somebody has a need, please fill that need. Yeah. Like, I mean, if it was, if, yeah, if it's something, like, really big, like a big ticket item. Sure. Then maybe I'm not going to donate it. But if it's this older fridge, like, he's a perfectly functioning fridge. Yeah. We probably could get a few hundred dollars out of him. But, like, you, A, have to go through it. Yeah. B, you have, like, I just, it, it makes my heart so happy just to, like, give people something they need and didn't. Yeah didn't expect to be given yeah you know absolutely and like i've done that in the past like where yeah. i've people are like oh what do you want to do with this random money you came into i'd be like oh i could buy this for someone or i could do this for someone like yeah. that always brought me more joy Same. than like what can i buy for myself yeah. you know so like yeah if i have something that i am in the position to give to someone yeah I, yeah go for it yeah totally down i always said if i hit the mega millions that i would pay off the clinic for dr smith i yeah. mean we're in a different position now sure. but that's that's uh, and i sincerely meant it yeah and like that's just that yeah this this the things i guess my priorities align with like also the people that i love mm-hmm. and i mean we've never like me i've never really had big ticket items that weren't used to their maximum capacity that I could actually sell or give away to the next person. It's usually just like, Hey, I have this. Could you use it? It's Mm -hmm. never like, Oh my God, I'm getting a new couch, but I have immaculate living room furniture. Does somebody need it? I never had that. We get stuff secondhand and then we use it until we can't anymore. Mm -hmm. And then we either buy something or get something else secondhand. Like that's just how my whole life has been. But yeah, so. Yeah, that is annoying, though. I yeah. agree. What's yours? Mine was longer. I think I'm going to switch it out just because this episode's already uh, yeah, too this long half parts. of the episode, Yeah, by the way. so I'm going to switch it out with something a little bit shorter from one of my other episodes. I'm just going to do okay. a little swap. We'll just do swap yeah. Yep. So, it's something that I've experienced multiple times today. Okay. When my foot falls asleep and then does that tingly thing. Yeah. And then you have to stand up. And you have to, like, well, just, like, it starts and waking up. Gives out. And then, like, I'm like, oh, my foot's waking up. And then, like, someone slaps your foot. Have you ever had that happen? No. Are you Don't serious? touch me. Okay, well. If somebody did that, I'd be no, okay. livid. So, you know, your foot goes asleep. You can't yeah. feel it. Then it Don't starts to wake me. up and it's kind of, like, tickly-tingly. And you yeah, don't want to move it Yeah, you go to stand up because you can't. It feels like sand is in it in yeah. the worst but way But it's, like, tickly-tingly. And you're like, okay, I'm just going to stay as still as I can until it passes the So stage. I don't feel that sensation. No one's ever done that to you no okay well uh i mean i just in general i don't like that process of the falling asleep and waking up and when that you can't move it because it's all tickly and weird um but if you tell people that that's happening like they'll like slap your foot and like trigger that whole thing no that's never happened to you no wow and maybe it's because i have a more vengeful heart than you do maybe (laughs) 
Because, because that would I wouldn't all the time. that wouldn't sit well with me. Yeah. I mean all the time growing up I'd be like, Oh, my foot's waking up or like my whatever and then people would like slap it. So it like triggers that whole tingly tickly response. I wanna say maybe it's happened to me once, but I can't remember a specific instance. I don't know. I I wouldn't deal well with it and I think no. the people around me just know what they would be releasing. Yeah, I mean I don't <laughs> what it's probably happened to me a lot in my adult life, but as a kid, like all the time, my cousins and I would do that to each other. No. So I For would me, just try it. Like, tickling. if I really didn't want it to happen, like, it was you just funny can't enough to watch somebody try to hobble around the room with a sleeping foot. Yeah. I didn't need to smack I almost them. broke my ankle one time trying to do that. Oh my God. I was no. like, my foot was completely asleep and I was trying to walk away and I like walked on the side of my ankle. No. And almost like broke it and like Pay fell in. You can still feel it a little it bit. I was so asleep. I, I didn't gracious. feel it at all. I. I couldn't have told you where it was, and I was trying to walk on it, I was trying to walk on it sideways, and I, like, fell, because it can't support that weight. My body said, that was stupid, so I like, had to <laughs> fall into the wall, because oh my God. it was bad. Anyway, that's it. I don't like it when it falls asleep, I don't like it when it wakes up, and I don't like it when people slap it while it's waking up, and it makes that really bad, like, domino, tingly, It would make response. me feel violent. I don't like that. Don't <laughs> yeah, touch me. Not, I'm not a fan of it. Which is weird, because, and I say don't touch me a lot. But that's just my feeling in the moment because as a whole, I'm a very physical touch, touchy mm-hmm. person. But in instances like that, don't touch me. Yeah. <laughs> don't touch it's me. It's funny that you haven't, like, that was just, like, a thing that happened all the time growing up. Maybe I'm just more intimidating than you are. Maybe. I'm, don't touch I mean, me. I'm sure that's definitely don't a factor. touch but... me. <laughs> That's funny. I would not have described See, for me, it was always like tuck. <laughs> for me, it was always tickling. It was always like my dad would like tickle us and like tickling. Like for me, it was tickling and just don't friggin' do it. Don't. And so for that, if people know they can't even tickle me and they try and it's like fun for five seconds and then I'm like, I'm gonna hurt somebody. Yeah, I mean, you just know it goes to that stage where you don't, yeah. you try not to move it at all. Because when you and move it, somebody smacks It's no. like this cascade of the tingly tickly. Yeah. And then, it's, yeah, someone just smacks no. your foot. No. No, they don't. They don't do that to me, so. <laughs> Just me. <laughs> the songs of our time for 1999. My. Or you go first. You go first. So I cheated a little bit. What do you mean cheated? I did two. And the only That's reason okay. I did two is because these are both very short. There's songs okay. that I have to like listen to like two or three times to fool myself into thinking it's one full length song. And okay. it's not. Okay. Um, so one of them is Please Notice by Christian Leave. Okay. And it's like a minute and 40 seconds or something. It just feels so short. Not long enough, yeah. And then the other one is Evergreen by Richie Mitch and the Coal Miners. Is that a cover song? I don't know. Because Evergreen by Barbara Streisand is my parents' wedding song. Maybe. I'm not sure. It's, um... Interesting. It's... I don't know if I found it on TikTok or not, but I have heard okay. it on TikTok since I started listening to it. Okay. I think this is one that Spotify, like, recommended to me, and yeah. I just really like it. My um, parents, I believe, they wanted an art... I, I think it was... I want to say it was a... Oh, my God, I'm going to say it wrong. My mom's going to be so upset. I thought it wasn't an REO Speedwagon song. Maybe it was a Pearl Jam song. That was, like, my dad, like, love. But... They, they they got a band, a live band, and the band mm-hmm. couldn't play the song that they wanted, so they picked Evergreen by Barbara Streisand okay. as, like, a consolation song. Like, that was their <laughs> wedding song, but... I don't... It could be completely unrelated, just the same name, but interesting. I think it's unrelated, based okay. on my quick Googling, but I don't know okay. that for sure. So okay. you can listen to it, see if you recognize the words. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure. 
but they're both really good songs. The um, Notice, what was I say? Please Notice? Yeah. yeah. I've been listening to that one for a long, long time. I'm pretty sure Grace introduced that to me back in the day. Slow, somber songs, are they? I don't, that one is, I don't think either of them actually are super slow, somber. No. Okay. Well, they're a little more quick-paced. Okay. And the, um, Please Notice, like, kind of soft, starts out slow and then has a big crescendo and then kind of drop offs and ends. And okay. that's, like, the whole thing is, like, okay. a slow a build, crescendo, and then down, and then your song's over, and you're like, dang it. Most of the songs that you've brought to the table I don't know and I have to listen to. To go for it, man. I do every I'm, time. I'm like, going I listen to try to more intentionally to veer out of the vibe more often and then come back into it just because it's more natural to me. So, like, sure. whenever I need, like, oh, I'm not sure, I can just yeah. do the vibe. But I'm going to try and, like, pull some, like, throwbacks yeah. and some other, like, kind of random things in for me it's just like my like my vibe and right now my vibe is uh back in the 50s and 60s so i have uh run around sue by dion do you know that song i probably have i bet you do i'm sure i do know it i just love the 50s and 60s you put on a 50s and 60s like like little jamming playlist Mm -hmm. i'm gonna tell you what I'll move around. I'm happy. Yeah. I think I, that was probably the time of year that I was, like, the time of year. The time the time that I was meant to be born into. Life was just so much simpler then. Mm-hmm. And it probably depends on who you were. But. Depends. <laughs> I'm a single white female, yeah. as it were. N- not single in the sense that I'm not with somebody, but single in the sense that I'm not married. Yeah. So, it, it uh, probably being a 30-year-old... This this whole living situation, Matt and I yeah. would have been frowned upon. However, and and also, really, I probably would have had a hard time with not being in the workforce. Yeah. But everything else, though, just yeah. so much more simple, mm-hmm. less complicated. Yeah. You know. For sure. But, and also the music I think is great. So. All right. I'll I'll have to listen to it and yeah. see. Because I know... It's a good one. I know so much music. It's a bop, but as I the kids would say. Yes, that's a bop. But I couldn't... I can't tell you the title or the artist for a lot of the music that I recognize. Sure. Yeah. One of... I really like Ben Platt. He was in Dear Evan Hansen as the lead guy. And he was also... A lot of people may know him from Pitch Perfect. Have you you watched mm-hmm. Pitch Perfect? He's the nerdy magician kid. Okay. That's Ben Platt. The okay. one that performs on the stage. Okay. But he was also in Dear Evan Hansen as, like, the lead on Broadway. He's amazing. Mm-hmm. And then he's done, like, he's now done two or three solo albums. Hmm. And he's so talented. He also has his own show that's kind of a musical. It's so, 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 so talented. I don't remember where I was going with this. Dang it. <laughs> ben Platt. <laughs> Dang it. Because I've seen him in concert. I sincerely, I had a direction for this. <laughs> Oh, we were in the car one day. He's done quite a few covers. Okay, okay, okay. He did okay. Um, River by Joni Mitchell. Yeah, yeah. Um, he did Vienna yeah. by, what, Billy Joel. Yeah. Right? And we were in the car listening to it. It was me, Kelly, and Steven. We were driving somewhere together, and we were listening to his cover of Vienna. And Kelly knows who he is. She's listened to his whole album, and, like, his first whole album, and she's listened to, like, Dear Evan Hansen soundtrack and whatnot. And we were listening to it, and she's like, wow, this is just really, kind of, song kind of sounds like, like, maybe Billy Joel or somebody wrote it. Or, like, just saying, like, a, oh, this sounds similar to his style. And I was like, yeah, this is 
this is his song. Actually, yeah, actually. <laughs> and they were like, oh, really? And I was like, yeah. you never heard this song. And they were like, no, we've never heard this song. And I was like, you're, what? You've never heard this song. <laughs> like, I just kept repeating it because I couldn't believe it. And they were like, no, we have never heard this song. I was like, I don't, I don't understand. <laughs> I was like, this is just not computing. You've you, never you, heard. You've were never, you raised in the nineties? Yeah, like, yes or no? <laughs> have you under? Have you been under a rock? I was like, you've never heard. And they were like, no, we've never heard this wow. song. And I was like, what do you know? I Billy Joel. And then I like they listed like a few yeah. other very famous ones. I was sure. like, how have you never changes his vibe every album? I'll tell you that. Yeah, I was just like, how have you never? I probably couldn't like like deep cuts or anything like that but i could you know, I, I can name a lot i could yeah and i'll like recognize that over a hand an overflowing handful yeah and i'm like you've never heard the song they had never heard it and i made them listen to the original after we listened to that cover and they were i just mean like, ben no. platt does a great version but they were like no i haven't heard this and i was like okay oh my gosh okay sure that was just mind-blowing to yeah. me but that's neither here nor there all right it's a good thing we made this two sections because it's been a long one. Has. We're feeling real talkative today. Apparently, Tangent alerts all around. Yeah. We're doing fine. And uh, we're going to move on to only the second out of three episodes we're going to record yeah. today. <laughs> We've not made much ground. No, it's it's going to be fine. <laughs> Neither of us have any plans except I need to go to Tractor Supply to buy a bigger chicken house. So. Okay. Today? Uh, Matt can I maybe do. go. We'll see how he feels when he gets home. Okay. Anyway, all right. Nobody needs to know my life, but they know a lot more of our lives now. This is true. Ta ta.